Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode four of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl from Summer Dental Laboratories in Zionsville, Indiana. Hi guys, I'm Barbara Wojan, Night Dental Group, Oldsmar, Florida. I was talking to somebody at the Southeastern Conference in Louisville this weekend. Louisville. And when I mentioned I was co Louisville, <laughs> I mentioned when I was co-hosting with you, they asked me, how do I handle your language? <laughs> Somebody I know that we both know well. What did well, you tell them? So. That you're beeping me out? <laughs> I told them the story about how I bleeped you out on the second episode, and then we had a texting debate if I should or shouldn't. <laughs> or <laughs> My husband says it's hilarious, and so does a couple other people. They're like, I love you. They beeped you out. That's funny. <laughs> a comment I got was, I love the bleep. Yep. So we got to keep it up. So make sure you uh, f*** me out. We continue our roundtable conversation with Martha, Jeff, Heather, Steve, Barbara, and I talking about training new employees with some great resources put out by the Foundation of Dental Lab Technologies. And we also continue talking about promoting CDTs within our various labs. King Arthur had his knights. Captain America has his Avengers. And dentists have their laboratories. These unique individuals have gathered together to entertain and enlighten all who dare to sit down at the round table and listen to the voices from the bench. It's pretty clunky and it's not nearly as um, dynamic or um, as far along as it is in fixed. So what can we do to help people get better at removables? What training can we provide in the lab for them? Well, it's a couple of things you can do on that is uh, first and foremost, the foundation of uh, dental technology has a five-step module that will uh, take somebody who's a typical bench technician, somebody in the model department, teach them how to do wax rooms, teach them how to do everything from lingualized occlusion all the way through whether it be processing where you press pack or even you inject. So that that's available. Um, obviously, there's courses being held by a couple of different uh, manufacturers where you can go and get some hands-on training. They'll take you through a complete case and give you some real basic setup. But uh, uh, there's, there's a couple of avenues in which to do it. And that's at dentallabfoundation.org. There you go. There you go. Nice plug. <laughs> Little plug <laughs> for the foundation for those of us who work there. It is. We have it here in the lab as well. So, mm-hmm. Martha, you use that. You use those mod, uh, modules. Cool. There is one. I believe this one was produced by Dentsply. That's the Dentsply one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we have the actual. We've got it on the CDs. So uh, okay. It's an excellent. Is that free excellent. to uh, NEDL labs, or is that a small fee, Jeff? Do you remember? I'm no, going online a, right it, now to it, look. Yeah, the the five the five modules are are um, uh, available for streaming. I think for thirty days for one hundred seventy nine dollars, which, in all honesty, is a heck of a deal to have somebody in house learning how to do these in a very efficient manner. Sure, I put a link to it up on the show Thanks, notes Elvis. for everybody cool. to okay. click That'd on it. Good. Absolutely. 
how many of your labs do you guys promote your employees to become CDTs? Do you guys cover the cost of the test? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. But now the way we, in the past, there have been times when I said, okay, I will pay for it. You go take it. Not doing it that anymore because they've got to pass it before they get reimbursed. Interesting. Um, had a situation where someone passed part of it and then they left employment with me. Well, that didn't work for me. But when you pass all three parts, <laughs> we do reimburse you. We give them um, $1,500. So it's a little bit more wow. you know, than actually I'm, what it costs. I'm coming to work but for you, you Martha. Do you, do you have them sign any kind of a, an agreement that they'll stick with you for a certain period of time? I have not. I've thought about it, but I have not done that. What about traveling to take the test? I don't know if they can take it locally in your area, but around here, people have to travel quite far. Do you cover that cost also? It, I would include that in the 1500 I mean, they're on their own to sign up for the test, pay for it. It's once they complete the test and they pass it. You know, when I see that they've passed it and they bring me their certificate, they get a check for $1,500. Martha, do you do that even if they've also been a recipient of a Pillar Scholarship? I have in the past, yes. It's a nice bonus. Elvis, we do that here as well. We actually reimburse for all the tests taken, and we also pay for their renewals every year, and we send them to the Florida meeting in May every year and pay for their meeting as well as their courses that they take and then lunch in the um, hotel room. Can you get enough CE for the year? Yeah, that, that provides for their CE. And we usually do the OSHA. Um, we do that here in the lab for everybody that's a CDT. Excellent. When they become CDTs, does their uh, pay rate increase? Um, not their hourly, but the, we usually give them a check for $500. And yes, I mean, if they're incoming in the door as a CDT, we pay them more. And then we try to put them on the fast track, yeah, to, to, to get in a better income. But we pay for everything, reimburse them, give them a bump, give them a bonus, and then, you know, usually a small increase. Yes. Excellent. Martha and Barb, do you guys find that because you're so generous with your um, your reward and your compensation for a CDT that it actually promotes it or people are more motivated to become a CDT? They are when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They're all excited. I've I just think it boils down to the people. Some people are really, really motivated and some people are not. And I try to, you know, encourage them. This is what you need to do for your career path. Um, currently, That's I've awesome. got 21 technicians, nine are CDTs. Wow. Uh, nice. Which I think is a good ratio. At one time, I had 50% of my technicians as CDTs. And um, what the... I have the person who's starting in April, they're a registered graduate, and their plan is to get on the path to take their CDT as well. So I really encourage it. I encourage it for all of my employees, you know, who are not. We have going on in our laboratory right now, coincidentally, uh, a CDT test study club. And that's going on. One of the reasons I was late to the podcast today was because I was working on their their uh, their audiovisual. Uh, obviously, I'm not very good with that. But at any rate, <laughs> I, uh, there's eight of us upstairs that are working on that. Uh, uh, two are going to be reinstating their CDTs, and the other six are, uh, and they're studying as buddies. They're going through a buddy studying 
for this and uh, and they're excited about it. I, and I've tried to do this for years, but my right hand man is taking it up, John Hunsager, and he's taken up the cause. And uh, we're gonna we hope that we're gonna have eight new CDTs here by the end of the wow. spring. Good for you, Steve. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that awesome. I hope it happens. That'd yep. be yep. awesome. <laughs> it's all so joint. What about you? Are you- are you going to reward them? Oh, heck yes. Yeah, yeah. So listening to, to your ideas here uh, sound good to me. I think a cash bonus definitely is is yeah, worth, worthwhile. Um, some sort of a nominal raise, you know, if they're on peace pay, give them a little bump in their peace pay based on, you know, their CDT uh, potentially. Also, um, you know, we pay for all of their costs once they pass. Absolutely. I would also look at some sort of a contract to make sure that they stick around for a while, too. That's a great idea, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I take it you've had that problem, Jeff. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, we haven't, but I have seen it happen to other laboratories, so i just uh, just thrown it out there. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. had pe- plenty of employees uh, start here and end up going to other labs, but uh, never a CDT, so... So how do how do you guys handle uh, an employee walking out the door? I'm I'm sure it happens to everybody. Are you guys covered? Do you guys have enough cross training to handle it, or are you scrambling to hire somebody new? First of all, we kick them in the butt and slam the door. <laughs> After that, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got to be cross trained. You got to be ready for that any day. You have to meticulously cross train everybody in the lab. Absolutely. I agree. We have everybody cross trained as well. Yeah. We're, right now, you know, we're, we're getting busy and we don't have enough cross training. So I was out in the lab today going, OK, where 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 do I need to cross train? Where am I going to have an issue if somebody walks out the door? You know, where where am I? You know, where, where are my worries? And we try to do that as a group of um, supervisors. We get together every other week and talk about what areas we need to cross train and, you know, where are our um, pain points um, as a company. And right now it's in scanning. And uh, the milling area. So, um, you know, we need to hire right now. We're struggling a little bit. Yeah, I think it was the same, you know, when you're a larger laboratory, like when I worked for Bonadent, obviously you absorb that person's work into the workflow and there's everyone just, you know, works a little longer, a little over yep. time, whatever. In a smaller laboratory, I find that, you know, there's options in outsourcing. So if it's something that maybe takes a little bit longer analog and I may be doing analog, I might find a way to digitally do it and outsource that to give myself a little relief. Um, so you just try to figure out how to offset that based on, you know, what your workflow is and your capacity is. Totally agree. True. I think I've found in our lab the biggest, um, well, obviously there's certain positions that people can do multiple things and it's harder to have someone cross-trained to do everything that they can do. So you do absorb it. We're not as large, of course, as night by any means, but in a smaller lab, it's harder to compensate for that. It just depends on the person. We are firm believers in cross-training. There's so many different people can step into different areas within our laboratory. We're uh, at you know, around thirty people, we you know, we're not we're not deep enough in a lot of areas to uh, have multiple people, but um, but we do have enough that if somebody needs to step back in and and uh, take care of a spot, it works out beautifully. So, how many of you are right now currently hiring? I imagine everybody. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we we have just hired and um, looking at two other people, but I don't know if we'll be hiring them. Uh, if we do, it's going to be for our front office. 
Is it is it because of growth or because of a, a lack of employees? Well, Achillean, it's right now. Yeah, it's a little bit of growth, but we we had somebody go off into another uh, another job, you know, who was really important to us. But he was new, so it wasn't that big of a loss. But uh, but because he was worked hard, you know, it, you got to get somebody in here in a hurry. Anyway. This may sound um, crazy to you guys, but I've been at the bench for a couple weeks now because anytime somebody goes in a critical area in the laboratory, I'll usually jump back for a couple hours and go back to the bench or QC or <laughs> right now I'm training a ceramist. Uh, you know, anytime that anything needs to be plugged in, um, I usually go in and jump in until I can get that hired, which is really what I love and I enjoy it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard a hard place to be running a lab and, you know, in the lab at the bench. So, but I think a lot of our technicians in our industry right now are running labs and they're uh, at the bench as well. So it's just one of those things we have to fight. Barbara, I'm laughing because you wouldn't believe what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Oh, I do. I I do. I'm looking for a dye trimmer, a ceramist, a scanner. Uh, You know, Don't tell your dad that. Yeah. My dad was here yesterday (laughs) dye trimming. Oh, and today. So yeah. He's trying to help Saw a out. Picture of him recently. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a growth spurt, um, which is a great thing. Um, but we're actually trying to get our infrastructure in place in some areas, shoring up some areas, uh, specifically right now, like even in our model department, just getting some really uh, good people up to speed in there, so that they can take on the work and that we're not having to redo things or send things back to get remounted or or bytes corrected or what have you. So. Um, that that really is our, our big push right now is just getting our infrastructure in place to to absorb more. Do it right. Yeah. Do it right the first time. I love that. That's great. That's what we worked on really strong. 2017. I'm just looking at my numbers. I hired eight people last year. And this wow. year, I just have one Busy. new person starting in April so far. Um, so, but I, I think the infrastructure, I saw it coming, I felt it. So that's why I really beefed it up last year. So now we're good for the moment, but that we all know that can change quickly. And you were able to hire all CDTs, right? No, I did not (laughs) hire all CDTs. I wish that would be wonderful, but a couple of them were, but no. That's amazing. How many of you guys uh, conduct regular employee evaluations and how often do you do it? Yeah, we're 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 pretty informal on that. We don't have a real true sit down unless there truly is an issue. I mean, uh, my partner Hal and I, we we really like to uh, just go through and kind of on a daily basis uh, visit with people. We will pull people aside from time to time, kind of uh, just informally, just quickly say, okay, here's an area that we'd love you to focus on, or here's an area that I see you're doing exceptional at, but nothing in a real um, formalized setting. No. How do you document that, Jeff? Uh, there really isn't a documentation process on those kind of conversations. Um, if we do sit down and have a tr- true evaluation, we do have evaluation forms and we go through it and going through everything from like employee benefits. If someone's, you know, looking for raises or what have you, we, we, you know, we'll sit there and we'll let them know what we've honestly paid for them over the year. And we try to do that at least with everybody on a yearly basis as well. I was say, like, do you give raises? And when you give raises, how is that communicated or documented? Or So to me, obviously, evaluations do not equate to raise. Correct. And and so you, you those have got to be separate. Um, an evaluation should be just a progress report. 
and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get a, a monetary gain from it. But uh, this year, you know, we had enough of an increase with our health insurances that really there was a moratorium on on any monies coming into people. Um, so that that was kind of a uh, not a real happy thing, but it was what it was. Um, and we explained that the part that the lab was picking up in behalf of their health insurance was, you know, and what it equated to. Gotcha. Yes, we try to do evaluations on a yearly basis, the actual written evaluations or an employee performance evaluation. Sometimes they may go a little over a year. We try to do a verbal with from team leaders to um, the group or their group individual in their group um, every six months or as needed if something arises. Um, but the verbal is documented and put in their file as well. Um, but evaluations do not equate to increases. Increases are kept at a separate time. So when you say that um, evaluations aren't tied into increases, but evaluations are for their performance, and are their increases performance-based? Some are, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement there. It, 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 again, there's a, it depends on that. It depends, like, for an example, um, in our CAD department, we've, I, I'm sorry, I've got a ceiling on what a, a, what a scanner makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone who's just doing data entry and scanning cases, there's a ceiling on what they can earn. And uh, uh, because that is, uh, to me, outside of, you know, being in the model department, that's an entry-level position. A designer is the same way because when I go back and I look at what I can do or what I can charge or excuse me, what I can be charged outsourcing for the same same thing that I'm getting while I have it in-house, uh, there, there's got to be a ceiling there. So a lot of our people and a couple of them I, in our last evaluation, uh, I let them know that they were maxed in that position. And if they want to learn something new in the laboratory, uh, I told them to uh, start reaching out, taking a look, see where they want to go. And if the opportunity arises, they're definitely welcome to go into that position. But I expect them to start doing their own training you know, uh, on their own behalf to just to kind of get an idea of what that position entails. Is that legal in um, Utah for them to do training without being compensated? No, it, 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 whatever they do on their own time is their own time. Meaning, so if they want to learn something new, they're welcome to do it. So it's not like us, you know, if, if, if a, if a student goes to a dental technology school, there's no reason why I should be training them. If they want to learn on their own behalf to learn, do, to do something different in the laboratory, that's entirely up to them. Is it outside of the laboratory you mean on their own? So they're is, home watching is. YouTube outside or whatever. The laboratory, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Cause I know New York state, yep. if someone wants to learn a different job or cross train or further their career and they do it on their own time that tech and they do it at the lab. That's technically something that they have to be compensated for. Sure. And if they, and if they do it here at the laboratory, I'm, I, I'm no, we definitely make sure that they're on the clock getting paid for doing it. But a lot of that is, is kind of a, uh, a give and take. If they, if they show us that they have the desire, then they're going to put in a little bit of their own sweat and tears. And then uh, we will help compensate them and do that inside the laboratory as well. I guess I've always had a little bit different experience than it sounds like uh, Jeff and Martha have as far as evaluations and compensation always seem to go hand in hand because a big part of the evaluation was performance driven and having so many young technicians or so many technicians that are either trying to improve or or, uh, transition to a different role or whatever is there's always some kind of progress 
plan in place. So you'd look at that every three months, depending on the person and what the plan was, or you'd look at it every six months. Um, and I found the younger technicians we had to do more frequently because you needed to keep them more invested. So the quicker they got that feedback, the quicker they got that next bump to know to kind of give them that um, that win to make them know that this is worth pursuing and committing and being disciplined for um, seemed to be more or less how we handled it. When you were in your upper management, it was usually typically yearly, if not twice a year, depending on what your role was. If you were a supervisor learning to maybe take over a team and be a team leader, you might have something a little bit more frequent. But there was always some kind of performance involved in your evaluation, and performance was not always just production-driven, but it was, you know, maybe taking on more responsibilities, uh, whether it be more people, more duties, more whatever. And there was always some compensation tied to that. So they tended to go hand in hand. I know here at night, um, what Jeff was saying, where you have a ceiling on pay, um, we're looking at that right now where, um, you know, we have certain levels and you top off. So if you're a scanner, you can only make so much money and then you need to cross train or move to another area. So we're, I don't disagree. We do do yearly um, reviews. Um, Sometimes we give increases. Sometimes we freeze them. If somebody goes out of their way to learn more, um, they, we definitely put them on a faster track, but um, I think in at Night Dental, for instance, we definitely need to get a more organized path to doing reviews and increases, and that's something that we're going to be working on the next year or so. Because it is, it's very important to people that they get a review, and the younger generation is very hungry for money, and so they're constantly looking at how they can make more money, how they can make more money, and. Um, it's definitely something that we, we need to get better at. We have a HR leader that's um, looking at that right now. So we're going to do a um, increased policy as well as an on-time policy. Where do they clock in on time? You know, are they late? Um, how long is their lunches? We're very, I think, relaxed in our industry for both of those things. So if you're going to have a ceiling on pay, are you going to let the employee know when they start that position what the ceiling is? Yeah, you definitely have to let them know. And we do yeah. the same. I would. I would say yes, definitely. So they are aware of how much they can make and what they need to do to make more. Exactly. Which is cross-train and move on. Interesting. We've also had situations where we had employee in a position where they had an opportunity to earn more money in the position that they were in, take a lateral shift to a position that had a ceiling. And mm-hmm. so that that's... It has become a little problematic over the last little bit. Who brought their dog to work? Sorry, guys. It was me. The UPS guy came in. <laughs> Jeff. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that dog's going, okay, guys, hours up. We're done. Time out. Uh, well, here at Summer Dental Lab, you know, I do all my employee evaluations by arm wrestling. And uh, <laughs> as you can probably tell, I give out a lot of raises, so. I don't win very many. Well, I appreciate everybody joining me on the roundtable today. Uh, I think we had a lot of good, useful information, and I hope some of our listeners will get a uh, get some uh, knowledge out of it. I appreciate everyone's time. You're so welcome. Thank you Thanks, so much. Elvis. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, it. We'll talk to you guys pull this together.
I love the fact that all of our labs promote and reward when technicians become CDTs. At Night Dental, we actually pay for them to get their tests, and we pay for their renewal every year, and we give them a little bump when they pass. So, Yeah, and I really don't think dentists understand that a technician becomes a CDT. It's completely voluntary. You know, there's no law saying that a technician has to be a CDT. It's not like hygiene where they have to be accredited in order to work. I mean, these individuals study, complete the test, and get their certification all on their own. And they only do it really to better themselves and to produce a better product. And I think it's outstanding. And I always encourage anybody in our industry to become a CDT. Yeah, I remember when I first became a CDT, my dad pushed me into it. And he said, you need to become a CDT. You need to. And that was the one thing that I um, started studying and started working for it. And I just remember passing it. Not only was I proud of myself, um, but I was proud to do it for my dad. So it's, it's a really great recognition. How long have you had your CDT certificate? I was accredited in 2011 with the AACD, and I passed my CDT in 2006. AACD? I thought that meant you were in the band ACDC. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. We discussed that credential. That's another level of um, studying, passing cases that you actually do it with a doctor, and you do you submit and pass cases with each other. So it actually promotes the dentist-technician relationship, and um, you have to do all of your cases together. So it's just another recognition, another skill level to attain, something that I did voluntary as well that I'm extremely proud of. How many CDTs do you guys have at night? 14 right now. I have one. My son's actually going to start studying for his. So we've got a couple more that are starting to do it. Good for him. Yeah. On the wall, we have pictures on the wall, all their certificates on the wall. You know, we do a, a lunch for them every year. And like I said, we pay for their renewal. So the first thing you see when you walk in our lab are our CDT certificates and our CDL certificate. Yep. And I think we're at seven right awesome. now. So we're always looking to promote them. Yep. It's awesome. As always, email us with suggestions, topics, people to interview, or just to tell us you could do a better job than us at info at voicesfromthebench.com. You know, you might be able to do a better job at us, that, but we're really starting to get better at this, Elvis. So I hope that uh, our industry and our friends are finding value in what we're bringing through our podcast because I'm really enjoying the interviews. I'm enjoying the relationship building, and I'm just enjoying the whole thing. So thanks. All right. So find us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. If you have any suggestions, remember, email us at info at voicesfromthebench.com. Let us know what kind of material you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you want to hear from yourself, email us that as well. And don't forget the CDT tips. See you next week. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Everything is wonderful.